Welcome to the Debt-Free Canadian Podcast. My name is Rob and my goal is to guide Canadians in a proven process to pay off debt, be intentional with their money, and live with outrageous generosity. Are you ready to tell your money where to go rather than wonder where it all went? All right, let's get started. Well, hello everybody. For today's episode, I am presenting episode number three of my brand new budget course. Now, if you haven't listened to the first few, I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to them in order. There are step-by-step process to get a budget and really build confidence in controlling your finances. Also, don't forget to dig into the exercise and come to the Facebook group and share your progress. I would love to hear how it's going. In this episode, we start by covering the real tactical part of your budget in addressing the most important things first, what Dave Ramsey refers to as the four walls. These are the most important things that everyone should cover in their budget first, and this is probably the most important episode for anyone who is really struggling with feeling like there's not enough money left at the end of the month. But before we get started, if you've got any questions about budgeting in your particular situations that you'd like answered on the podcast, go ahead and visit wepayoffdebt.ca slash voicemail to leave a voicemail or text the word podcast to 204-8136-133 and you'll get a link to come share your question. This is a great way for Canadian businesses to get in front of potential clients too. You're welcome to include uh, a link to your business or your blog or your social media in the voicemail. So without further ado, here is class number three of the budget course on the four walls. Welcome to class number three of the budget course. This is our goal here is to build a budget that we will actually uh, stick to, uh, build a budget that we can actually control our money, build a budget where we can actually track and make sure our money goes to the right place. And so uh, we are at number three here. The goal is what's something called the four walls. We're going to go through that now. So first off, the four walls, what they are, they are the most important things in your budget. And this is something a lot of people struggle with as they're getting ready with getting ready to budget, starting with budgeting is um, there never seems to be enough money at the end of the month. Right. Uh, And what happens, many, many people struggle with things like their lights getting turned off or their rent being late or their car payment not uh, bouncing or whatever. And there there end up being a lot of struggles like that that really, really irk you, really get under your skin and can be really scary sometimes, Uh, especially when you start realizing, oh, my gosh, you know, my my landlord says if I'm late again, he's going to kick me out. Right. There, There can be a lot of scary times there. And so what's really important in budgeting especially when you're at that level of like things are really tight is being very conscious about what the most important things in your budget are. So these are the four walls. Uh, And what they are is food and clothing, utilities, shelter, and transportation in that order. The most important thing is you've got to be able to eat. You've got to be, and when I, by clothing, I don't mean, you know, go for a a clothing, um, a uh, big clothing uh, uh, spending spree. I mean, necessary, absolutely necessary clothing, right? If you have a son, if you have a child, diapers, right? Things like that. If you are, um, but the the food and clothing that is the absolutely most important thing you need. You need to be able to eat. And even then, when you say food, well, that's not eating out. That's not you know fancy food. That's just food. You need to be able to eat. And let me say this, that if you're working 40 hours a week, if somebody in your household is working 40 hours a week, you have enough money to pay for food. And some of you might be pushing back on that and saying, no, no, Rob, you don't understand my circumstance. My rent is this much. You're like, well, your rent is actually less important than your food. You've got to be able to eat. If you don't eat, 
that doesn't end up well for you, right? So food is the number one most important thing. Number two on that is actually next is utilities. You need to be able to shower. You need to be able to have heat to survive, especially in a cold Canadian winter, right? Like that is the second most important thing. It's actually more important than your mortgage. So the first expense that should go in your budget is food and clothing. The second would be utilities. The third would then be your shelter. That's your rent. And, your, and we'll go over what, what some of the things that are involved in each of these in a second. And the last would be the transportation so that now you can get to work. And the key point of this, the most important reason to, do, to, to look at it this way is if you're in crisis right now, and you are at a place where you are really frustrated that at the end of every month, there's never enough money left. You're going into debt. You're, you're bleeding money. If you could know for sure that these are done, that everybody in your family will be fed, everybody in your family will be clothed, everyone in your family will have a shower and heat, everyone in your family will have a roof over their head, everyone in your family will um, have will be able to get to and from work successfully, right? If that's all done and solid and guaranteed, everything else is a game. Everything, like that's, that's what matters, right? Everything else is so minor in comparison. And it's really tough when you're struggling is that some people can actually get to a place where they're making sure their credit card is paid the, the minimum gets paid on that and they're getting they're, they're getting their water turned off and you're like there's something wrong there like i'd rather a credit card company be angry with me than my water's getting turned off you see what i mean it's it's this it's this priority system is out of whack there okay so the goal here is to really prioritize and say what are the most important things in my budget now of course from a christian point of view we definitely want to put the tithing before anything, or at least this is this is where, where I, I lean on this, is that my tithe comes right off the top, okay? So uh, giving is certainly going to be at the top of my budget, and then I deal with everything after that. Uh, but the bottom line is you've got to eat. So this is your food budget. The bottom line is you've got to eat and be dressed before anything else. So this is the basics and nothing more. So when you're doing your food budget, you've got to think through, okay, what is just the absolute basics? So this is basic groceries. If you have a, if a pet, this is basic pet food, not the fancy stuff they like. <laughs> this is keep the keep the dog alive kind of stuff. Keep the cat alive kind of stuff, right? This is the this is the essential medicine that your family needs, right? My son, uh, when we were uh, when he was younger, my son actually had a seizures, and he had seizure medicine that he had to get every single uh, every single month. We would need a fill up of it, right? That would go on this list. An absolute essential thing that we need to be able to survive. Uh, this would not involve any eating out. So you, you want to deal with that later. For now, just deal with your basic groceries, basic food, basic medicine, uh, diapers, things like that, and any any other absolutely necessary clothing. I mean, if, if you've got no underwear for your son, or if, he's, if all of his pants are falling apart because he's grown out of them and ripping them, well, I guess you got to get pants, but that's not going to be the, the $300 pair of pants from some fancy place. It's going to be the, the used or consignment clothes or whatever, right? Something really basic just to get through it. But the basics are absolutely important to make sure you're in your budget first, the food and the clothing. So the exercise number one that I would give you for this class is actually a tough one. It's get a good number for next month's food budget. And that can be a really tough thing for some people. And in fact, I, um, 
it, it can be a really tough thing because a lot of people um, just have no idea what they spend on food. Uh, especially a lot of people end up eating out so much that they have no idea what a reasonable grocery budget is if they weren't eating out so much, right? So this can be a really tough thing to do. Uh, and it can take a lot of months before you actually get to the point where you're, where you're feeling like, okay, we're in about this range every single month. So, so as you're doing this, um, the, there, there's a couple tips I can give you to come up with what that good number would be. Uh, first off, check your online banking or your credit card transactions for the last say 15 or 30 or 90 days. And you can actually go through and check to see what have I spent. And that's really good because it gives you a bit of an objective reference, right? It's not what you want to spend. And that's the thing. You got to be really careful because there's so much shame, so much shame that gets built up, especially in the Christian community around money. It's at this point, you're just trying to figure out what have you been doing? If you have been spending $2,000, $3,000 a month on food, okay, amen, <laughs> that's what you've been spending. At least now you know and you can start being intentional about it, right? So this is, and, and so you can go through and you can look back on your credit card or your online banking, what have you, and start looking through, okay, if I look over the last two weeks, how much have I spent on the last two weeks? Is that a fairly normal two weeks? And if it is, okay, let's try to, let's guess that going forward. Or you can look back the last whole month. How much have we spent in the last month? And then use that moving forward. Or even 90 days will give you a really good estimate over a three-month period. So don't include eating out yet. And remember about you and your spouse. This includes all food, okay? So uh, certainly eating out, like I said, is separate, but uh, it, it would be good to talk about that at least at this point and start thinking about what that looks like. because. Um, if you are, uh, uh, if you are eating out a lot and you're trying to, uh, again, curb that a bit, you might even need to add a little bit to your grocery budget, right? But, um, one big, big thing here, don't judge so much at this point, especially when you're getting started, you'll have, you'll have the rest of your life to lower this number if you think it's too high. <laughs> okay. For now, you, your goal is actually to build the habit of budgeting it, planning it, updating it and tracking it. That is your goal. If you, if you spend, you know, a thousand dollars more per month than you think is, a, is, is a, is a good idea. Fine. Your goal, you'll fix that later. For now, your focus is on budgeting, updating the budget, tracking, and making sure you, making sure you, you follow along, making sure you're accurate. So don't aim for perfection at this point, aim for accuracy. Okay. Uh, and in fact, I would even go as far as saying this is this is a harder, more frustrating thing. Don't be afraid that if you're watching the recording of this to pause it and go deal with this. OK, like like dealing with your food can be something that is like it's almost like a course in itself. I almost separated this out and made it its own uh, uh, single course because it is such a big thing. Uh, so don't be afraid to go do this before you're moving on. And uh, as well, I've got a little uh, survey I set up. It's completely anonymous. If you go to wepayoptet.ca slash food budget. Uh, it's just a little survey there that'll ask you how much you're you're actually guessing that you're spending per month per person in your household on food, and, uh, and periodically I'll share the anonymous you know general numbers in the Facebook group uh, because it ends up being a really interesting thing. People are always you know never sure of this. Like oh my gosh, I spend five hundred dollars a month on food, and we've got you know uh, three kids and two dogs. Is that is that good? Is that too much? Is it too little and 
the answer is there's not no real right answer there right but if um, it, it becomes something people are really interested in as to how much people spend on food. So I've got a little survey there. You can go fill it out and I'll, I'll share that periodically. Again, it's completely anonymous. You're not putting your name or anything in there. It's just a matter of getting uh, an, an idea of what the average Canadian is doing, if there is such a person. <laughs> okay. And remember that as you do this, have grace on yourself. If, you, if you've made mistakes with money, you know what that makes you? Over 12. Like every, everybody makes mistakes with money. Everybody overspends on food. Sometimes everybody eats out more than they want to, than they should. And as time goes on, you will get better at this. Okay. So have lots of grace on yourself as you're going through this process uh, and just be willing to say, you know what, I'm working towards this. I'm not perfect yet, but I'm getting there. Okay. All right. So check it at this point. If at this point you've done all the steps I've given you, what do you have? You have a detailed list of your income for the next month and where it's coming from. Every single item, uh, every single item of income and, and how much it is and how much you expect it to be, I should say, and uh, uh, where it's coming from. And then you also got a budget for your food uh, based on what you've actually been doing, something that's relatively accurate. Again, don't aim for an average month. Don't aim for a high month. Don't aim for a low month. Like aim for what's going to happen this coming month. If you've got some special meal coming up that this month that you've got family coming over, you're going to prepare something, add that into your food budget for this month. Okay. Accuracy. After the food, the next thing, as I said earlier, is utilities. And, and a lot of stuff goes in here. And in fact, I even add uh, some other life uh, necessities in there. So for instance, your heat, your natural gas, that all has to go in there if you've got natural gas. And this, this will vary province to province, city to city, location to location, right? Uh, if you're renting, some of these are covered in your rent, things like that. Uh, so your water, your electricity, your cell or home phone, um, any uh, daycare, I, I would include daycare in this. If you've got necessary childcare expenses, you definitely want to put those in there. Um, internet, uh, certainly during the pandemic, the internet has become an absolutely absolute necessity. Um, as well, I throw life insurance in here. This is something that uh, a lot of people don't think about, but life insurance is absolutely a critical part of having, uh, that's really, really important in your lives because right now you are depending on the income of somebody else. If you are, if you're in a marriage anyway, if you've got two, and even if one of them's not working, a lot of people think, oh, well, no, she, uh, you know, she's staying home with the kids. She's not working. Therefore I'm not relying on her income. Well, no, but you're relying on her. <laughs> she's doing a whole lot of work. Or if he's staying home, he's doing a whole lot of work. And if it, this is, a, this is the thing you have to ask, would there be an, uh, some sort of financial hardship in addition to all the other hardships? Oh my gosh. But would there be some sort of financial hardship if one of your, one of the spouses was to pass away, and or and, and you can think about it in either direction, because uh, uh, and and this goes as well if you're single. If you are if you're single and somebody is relying on your income, that becomes a really important question to ask: is is somebody relying on my income? That's the bottom line. And if they are, then you want to aim for life insurance, term life insurance only, and uh, aim for ten to twelve times your income. So that means if you're making $50,000 a year, you're, you're aiming for life insurance about $500 to $600,000. And the idea there is that if you were to pass away, that the people who are left behind could literally take that life insurance, invest it, and it would grow at about you know 8 to 10% per year. And it would actually throw off the, the amount of your income. So if you were, if you're making $50,000 a year, 
and you're supporting a family and you were to pass away and you had uh, $600,000 of life insurance, then your family would get that $600,000. They could invest it and it would actually make around $50,000 a year. And so financially, it would replace your income that's now gone. And that's where this comes from. And so you need that life insurance there as long as somebody is relying on your income. If it gets to a point where you are insured enough that uh, even if there, even if the, uh, somebody did pass away and uh, uh, you'd be okay financially, like, of course, you'd have lots of pain and it would be very, very hard, but you'd be, you'd have uh, okay financially. Well, then you are what's called self-insured and you don't need life insurance anymore. But until that point, you definitely need life insurance and only, only term insurance for sure. But that is so important that if you don't have that yet, you want to put that right at the top of your budget, get that dealt with right away and uh, get it in as high up in the budget as this. And really, if you're young, um, it's, it's, it's the cost of a pizza. It's really cheap. I mean, um, uh, you know, a million dollars, a million dollars on a healthy 40 year old might be 40 bucks a month right? It's, it's, it's really, uh, really not a ton of money. Uh, that's about, you know, four, $4,000 a year, a little bit more than that. So it's really not a ton, a ton of money. Um, but, uh, it is, it is something, it is something important to be dealt with in your budget. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, I have there at the bottom other necessary utilities. So again, you want to classify at this point, what is absolutely necessary what is necessary, not a want, but a need. And that becomes, that's sometimes really hard to tell in Canadian culture these days is there are a lot of things that we think are needs that are actually wants. So you want to put that as a want for now. Uh, you want to put it as a, only what's needs for now. And then uh, again, I got big letters there, only what's necessary. Okay. Next up, shelter. Hopefully it's a little bit better than this shelter here, but <laughs> what's included in your shelter? Uh, the next most important thing. Well, it'd be rent or mortgage payment. It'd be your house or your tenant's insurance. Uh, if you're if you're a re if you're a renter, obviously tenant's insurance. If you if it's a home, then your home insurance. It'd be your property taxes if you're if you're on your home, and any other necess necessary expenses that go along with living at your home. If you're in a condo, then you would have an uh, 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 some sort of monthly fee that goes along with that. That would go in there, right? Uh, so there's a number of different expenses in there, but again. Only what's absolutely necessary to keep your home up and running. And then lastly, like I said, transportation. Transportation includes your car payments. So this is the only debt in our entire budget that we paid yet is your car debt. If you have a car loan here, um, is your car payments go here. Any insurance payments, however that works. Or if you have a yearly or quarterly insurance, then you need to put something in there to start saving up right at this point, right at the top of your budget. Because that insurance bill is coming. You don't have a choice as to whether you're going to pay that or not. You need your car to get around, right? Theoretically. Uh, you need fuel in there. And for that, you could try a three-month average. There's lots of different things. And especially uh, when fuel prices change, it can get a little annoying. But uh, uh, especially after you're tracking this, you will get a really good idea of what your, what your fuel is. But when you're just starting, again, to look at your credit card statements or your uh, uh, bank statements and start looking through and saying, Okay, how much did I actually spend on gas this month? And then any other necessary transportation costs, so your driver's license is there, for instance, uh, anything that's absolutely necessary to get driving. So if you got a, if you got a ticket and they're going to take away your license if you don't pay it, that would be a necessary expense here because you absolutely need to pay that in order to be able to drive, right? So it goes this high. And, and this is the thing. I'm really trying to hammer this home because it's important. It goes this high on the budget 
I have not done anything else yet in the budget. I have not paid for Netflix. I have not paid the minimum of my credit card. I have not, right. I have not, uh, geez, I have not uh, uh, sent my kid to band camp. Like, like nothing. This is the, the only things in my budget I've done so far. And these have to be done first. And if you run out of money at the end of this, then nothing else gets done because these are the most important things. That's how it works, right? Is you are saying, to your, you are sitting down and thinking about what are the most important things in my life? And this is them. This is how you continue to survive. And if you get to the end of this and you have a hundred bucks left to your name, then you re start realizing that, wow, okay, something needs to change first off. <laughs> like that's, I have a hundred bucks left to my name, but at least I'm done. At least I've got, everything that is absolutely necessary taken care of we're going to be okay everything else is just a game okay it's okay if you're off on this a little bit because you're going to track it anyway so again you're aiming for accuracy but it's okay not to be perfect all right so exercise two on this is then to put down a value for each of these items in your budget with two t's apparently <laughs> so you want to get down a reasonable number for each of the four walls food and clothing, the utilities, the uh, shelter, and the uh, transportation. And you can write them in one number if you want for each of those things, or you can break it out as detailed as you want to be, as nerdy as you want to be with that. But that's the goal. Your exercise number two for this class is to get a number breakdown for each one of those items. And then exercise number three uh, to, cl to close out this class is Come to the Facebook group and share what the price of gas is where you are. <laughs> if you drive, I know this is an annoying, a frustrating thing that we all have to deal with. And I would love to have you jump in the Facebook group and share a little bit about how, how much you're paying your gas where you are. Okay. So that's it for this class. Hope that's helpful to you. Have a good one. And we'll talk to you again. All right. Well, that's about it for this episode of the Debt-Free Canadian Podcast. I really hope that brought you some massive value today. Uh, again, if you've got a question about budgeting, about being in control of your money in any way, shape, or form, please go ahead and visit wepayoffdebt.ca slash voicemail or text the word podcast to my community platform text number at 204-8136-133 and you'll be able to leave a voicemail with your question. Of course, you can also leave a voicemail with feedback about the show. I would love to hear it. I'm always working on it. Really want this to be of great value to the Canadian community out there. Uh, and of course, if you prefer, you can always send me an email, rob at wepayoffdebt.ca. I'd also be very grateful if you'd rate my podcast on whatever platform you're listening. Please, it would really help to have other Canadians discover it and really just have the value as well. But until next time, remember, the best time to start may have been 10 years ago, but the second best time to start is today. You got this.